Welcome to the Between the Cracks podcast. Join us as appraiser Pat Turner sheds light on what home appraisals entail, why they play a pivotal role in the real estate landscape, and the current issues shaping the appraisal process. Welcome back to the Between the Cracks podcast. I'm Madden. Yeah, I'm Matt. And this week we are going to be talking to the renowned real estate appraiser, Pat Turner. Pat Turner and Scooter are going to be talking to each other this week. Yes. Scooter and Pat have known each other for a long time. Yes. Even before Richmond, I believe. They went to the University of Richmond together. So. And I think they competed against each other in rival high schools, actually. Yeah, Scooter talks a little bit about that. <laughs> So we hear all about the exciting world of real estate appraisals, and honestly, I learned a, I learned a lot from Pat. I mean, I did not know a thing about real estate appraisals. Yeah, before. he's very knowledgeable, for yes. sure. He has state license number four, which is ridiculous, but he was on the board when they assigned the license, licenses, and so they were drew straws to figure out who got number one. Yeah, I don't remember if he said who got number one, though. That would have been interesting to know. Yeah, no, I'm not actually sure. I don't know if you could sort by license number. But I did verify it. I did look him up, and he is four. That's pretty cool. Which is funny. But, so, before we get into all of that, we do want to remind you we are doing a current food drive that has a goal of 300 pounds by December 15th, and that is this week, and we have 25 pounds to go. 25. To meet our goal. Now, we are going to continue collecting food after this big push to the food drive for the Chesterfield Food Bank, but we do want to meet our goal, so we are hoping we can get some community engagement this week and some final donations. Yes. Our our goal for the food bank is pretty minuscule compared to what the actual Chesterfield Food Bank oh. is trying to do of 150,000 pounds. So that's pretty awesome. And so we just want to do a little part to help that out. And we're really close to the goal. So if you have a couple extra cans in your pantry that you are not expired and you'd uh, like to donate them, you can bring them up to our office. You can call us. We'll be happy to come to you. Absolutely. We could just get a little help to get right over that edge and, and make that goal by the 15th of December. And of course, if you have an upcoming inspection, the inspectors will take them back to the office for you. Absolutely. And like Madden said, after this, we are going to actually continue to collect for the food drive. We're going to ask clients and agents, if you if you just have something and you bring it to the, the inspection, the inspector will take it and we can get it from them. And we'd appreciate any help that we can get. Yeah, definitely. This has been so, so fun to like grow our numbers every week and see it progress and and it was really impactful after going and doing the distribution to see where that food goes and how it goes out yes if you have uh, we a couple weeks ago we did go and hand out food to people that needed it and very fulfilling on our end and just seeing the faces of the people and the gratitude that they had it was just amazing so it Chesterfield Food Bank does some great things and uh, we're just happy to be able to play a very small role in helping them. Absolutely. So I uh, guess we should take it over to Scooter and Pat so they can talk about the exciting world of appraisals and home inspections. See what they have to say. 
Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Between the Cracks podcast. Today, we are joined by Pat Turner, who is a well-known appraiser, and Scooter Burgess, who is the owner of Burgess Inspections, and of course, I'm Madden. All right. Well, Pat, thanks for coming, buddy. You know, it's always good to see your mug. Thank you. And uh, Pat and I go back, I actually go back a long time ago. I grew up hating Pat because he played for our rival Suffolk, Suffolk Red Raiders. That's right. If I remember correctly. That's exactly right. And then we met at University of Richmond. I found out you weren't such a bad guy. I swear. We got used to each other. We got used <laughs> to each other. Yeah. That was, uh, who was to get named the guy that played guard for you guys? John... Well, I know exactly who you're talking about. But he I, used to wear me out because he wasn't very big, and he, he had a, a great game against me one year. He just drove me down in the hole the whole time. Was it, was it John Nemish? I don't know. Sound right? But soccer wouldn't let me forget it while I was at Richmond. Oh. But anyway. But anyway. Quick question, Pat. Like Madden said, you're sort of a, a, a legend around Richmond in the appraisal industry you've been very active in the industry not just doing appraisals but you know from a leadership point and all that what what led you to appraisal did you all of a sudden when you were in Suffolk high school go to your guidance counselor and say you know i'd like to be an appraiser i'll, I'll never forget in high school they made us take an exam that would help you uh make up your mind what you wanted to do and give you a personal profile or whatever. And I've always laughed about it. They said I should have been a, a radio disc jockey. <laughs> a radio really? Yeah. But anyway, I, I wanted to go to law school and uh, my wife uh, was at West Hampton and she was a year behind me. And I got into Alabama and I got into the University of Baltimore I did not get into William Murray, did not get into Richmond. So Richmond said if I applied later, I could probably get in. So they said, please go get a job. I had a fraternity brother that was, a, that was doing appraisals for Chesterfield County Assessor's Office. I knew I didn't want to go back to Suffolk to live. So I went out and interviewed for that job as an appraiser. I didn't... I didn't know how to even work square footage. <laughs> and you were going to be a lawyer. I was, I was hoping to go to law school. And, and I got involved with the appraisal part of it. And it was exactly what I had envisioned my law practice being. And that is being inside and being outside. Being right. with people and being in the office. Doing research and applying that research. And it's just been a great, great marriage for me. So that, that's how I got into it. I'll never forget Mr. Falconer, who was the assessor in Chesterfield, hired, hired me on the spot. He said, now when can you come to work? And I said, well, graduation's on Friday, like June the 6th. And I said, I can be here on June the 8th. He says, no, you take a month off. You go out and play a little bit. And get. Well, you played for four years, Pat, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yep, but anyway, I didn't argue with him, and... Uh, I went to work on July the 5th, 1972. Okay. Good. Well, tell us, you know, some people might be familiar with it, some not. Exactly what is an appraisal? And why, and why do people, you know, need to have one? Well, an appraisal, by textbook definition, 
is a supportable and a defensible opinion of value. Okay. You've got an opinion of value, mm -hmm. but it's not as supportable and defensible right. as my opinion of value is because I'm going to have the facts behind me and perhaps you're going to have emotion behind you. Right. And I'm not picking on you. I'm saying anybody on the street feels that their house is worth more usually than it is. Why is it important to have one? Tell me something else that in your lifetime you will invest any more money in than your home. Well, the answer to 90% of the population is nothing. I mean, that's the biggest one you're going to do. The biggest one they'll ever make in their entire lives. And go back 15 years and look at the lives that were ruined in 2007 and 2008. Good point. Well, who, who requires an appraisal? I mean, just does the homeowner might say I need to have an appraisal or did the banks require the appraisal? Who, who, what's the driving force behind that? There are all different kinds of, of, of reasons and needs. There, there are needs by mortgage lenders, by banks and mortgage lenders. After they <laughs> review your credit and, you know, how much money you got on hand and what what you're putting down and all that sort of thing, they'll determine exactly what level of appraisal that they might need. Um, what the, the other part of it is, a lot of people are selling their houses by the way of cash, all right, or, or buying a house by the way of cash. And let me tell you something, when they start plopping down their own cash, they want to know what it's worth. So they're going to get an appraisal done. And the contract okay. is going to be written subject to the appraisal meeting or exceeding the sales price that they've offered. Well, were y'all running into what we were running into, not right night an appraisal or didn't want to, people didn't want to get one or sellers didn't want to have an appraisal done? Like with us, you know, the sellers, they were in the driver's seat for the last two years pretty much. And they said, well, you know, we got 20 contracts. Why are we going to take one that's got an inspection addendum? Or inspection things, or, or an appraisal it. requirement. Yeah. You know, e e you know, any either or the. Nobody wants any impediment to the loan. Right. They don't want you telling them they need to do something to the roof. They want. They don't want me telling them that they're pay overpaying by ten or twenty thousand dollars. They don't want to hear it. Right. And in a lot of cases, uh, but they're the ones that got hurt in two thousand and eight. I mean, this smells just like 2008 to me. I don't know how it smells to you, but, you know, we've had run-ups and bids. We've had houses on the market less than an hour and multiple uh, offers. And, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. Now, look what's happened with the interest rates. And one thing that everybody needs to remember is as interest rates increase, your property value decreases. And it's because it, because it affects uh, uh, people's ability to make that monthly mortgage payment. Qualify for it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, Pat, I'm not, being in my profession, I'm not, I hate price shoppers. Yeah, me too. And, but how does a person know that they're getting a good price for an appraisal or they're paying a good price? I've gotten to the age that, you know, I don't, I don't need to put up with price shoppers yeah. anymore. That 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 
you know, they were, I was highly recommended and they don't want to go with me, then, you know, go with somebody that wasn't as highly recommended. That's, so it's a free country. Well, you know, when we, we got licensed in 2000, June, July, 2017. And I think I was, I'm not a regulatory person, period, but I think it was good. I think it was the, in the public's best interest to have us regulated because some of the people out there were doing quote inspections, they had no guidelines to go by. So the public was, you know, they just taking the best shot at it. And, but, I think with the a license, what's happened, everybody thinks, okay, he's he's got a license and he caught, charged $500, and this other person got a license, he charged 300 the same license, so they should be equal. And they don't ask, right. the, they don't ask the questions. Well, I'm going to ask you this question, and then I want you to keep it clean and everything. But I'll do it with that. Have appraisals changed much since you've been around? Oh, like in the last 10 years? <laughs> of course they have. I mean, the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines have changed dramatically. I'm so glad to be here today to be able to explain to you how mentally imbalanced this is getting to be. We just went through the largest mortgage activity that this country has ever seen. Okay, appraisers got behind, whole house inspectors got behind, everybody got behind. But Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac can't control you, but they can control us. So what they did in order to save time, this is, this is their excuse, is in order to save time, they're going to hire a third person to go out and do the property data collection for me. All right, I'll never lay eyes on the house. That data collection person may or may not be trained in any function at all to do with an appraisal, but can take a picture with a, with a camera, can maybe measure a house, but maybe not, okay? Because you and I both not know that it's not as simple as it yeah. used to be. And so Fannie and Fred say, okay, take that data and give it to this appraiser and the appraiser will, will write the report, never leave their desk, and they will write the report. I have two appraisal reports right now on my desk that are set to be complained about with the Commonwealth of Virginia. They were done in Virginia Beach by a property data collector, okay? The appraiser was in Chicago, Illinois, and it ran through an appraisal management company, both of them. And Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac dictates this right now. Now you tell me where the safety and soundness is in our banking system in 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 a in a situation like that. There is not. There is not. And so realtors don't even know this is going on except the ones that are being called up and say, well you go out and, and be our property data collector for fifty dollars you know, they want to send somebody out to Powhatan to spend two hours on site for $50. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I knew this changed so much for you guys. I mean, you, y'all had a more radical change than we did. At least ours is sort of common sense. What we Are y'all governed any by Depot? Oh, yeah. We, our licensing came in in 1990. Okay. 
So I guess everybody's governed by default. They have so any type of license. Professional occupation. Right, right. Okay. Well, so you sort of answered my next question. Can you pick your appraisal? I guess in some situations you can. Some situations you can. If 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 you're not going through the lender, if you're going, if you're paying cash and you want an appraisal, and your agent recommends an appraiser to you, you you are free to to pick that appraiser right. to do your appraisal. Right. If you go with a mortgage lender who requires an appraisal, they utilize somebody called an appraisal management company, which is a middleman. And let me tell you how this system is working. It's a dirty little secret. They tell the appraiser in their engagement letter, do not include your invoice with your appraisal report. Think about that. Do not include your invoice with your appraisal report. Send it as a separate document. Well, if we send it in the report, they cannot remove it. Okay. If it's not in the report, they can insert any invoice they want to in that report. So they can jack it up. And they're jacking it up by double and even more. Really? Yes, sir. Hmm. You heard it first here between the cracks, people. (laughs) That's the dirty story, and that's the dirty truth. I had no idea on that. I mean, I knew all the other stuff that was going on about you know, subbing it out to different, you know. Well, that's what the appraisal management companies do. They will, they will contact a half a dozen appraisers in the area right. and say, "Please give us a bid on this property." The lowest bidder is going to get the job. They don't give a crap whether that appraiser has been disciplined by the state of Virginia or whether that. That appraiser is clean as the driven snow. They don't, the AMCs don't care. It's money and it's speed. Well, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this one. Or this would hit a nerve. What do you think about the prices Zillow puts out on (laughs) on their sites? You really don't want me to use any foul language, do you? (laughs) I want you to do the best you can, Pat. Zillow. Zillow knows about as much about prices as my brand new Labradoodle puppy does. They don't, when was the last time Mr. Zillow set foot on your property? Never. 2008, I don't think. I don't know. Never. Zillow's never seen your property. They just have they have pictures and they have square footage that is reported to them. Reported square footage, yeah. Reported square footage. And she's right. It's reported square footage. How many times do you think? I go out and measure a house, and my square footage that I just measured is completely different from what's in the MLS or what's in public records. I would think it'd be quite often. It is quite often. It is quite often. And that doesn't even take into consideration when people put a, an addition on and not report it. Not get a building permit on it or whatever. Does that go on? <laughs> <laughs> you know it does. You know that from your business. Yeah. Yes. Well, let me ask you this, Pat. Have you got any other words of wisdom about appraisals or anything else that you think would be pertinent to this conversation, you know, to help people along a little bit? Yeah, well, let's go back 
if we might, to the sure. property data collection uh, idea. Fannie and Freddie sold that idea because they said the appraisals would be done more rapidly. This came right on the hill after 2008 and stuff like that. That's when that happened, correct? And we got into the mortgage frenzy that we got in, in you know, two and three years ago. And you got behind and I got behind and Fannie and Freddie didn't like that. They wanted it done faster, faster, faster. And your business is a lot like our business. The faster you go, the more you're going to screw up. Correct. Just the fast, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. But Fannie and Freddie threw another wrinkle into the laundry, and that is they put a third party that doesn't, that may not know anything. The property data collectors are implying to the realtors that they are part of the appraisal process or that they are even the appraiser. The realtors don't know. Realtors don't even know in some cases. That is correct. The, the Zillow thing, that question is bigger than, than most people realize, and that is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have gathered all this data. They've got it off the computers. They've gotten it out of my reports. They utilize my data. They utilize everybody else's data that those appraisals come through Fannie Mae or Fannie Mac, Freddie Mac. Well, some of that data is correct and some of it isn't. Um, you know, it's like garbage in is garbage out, and there are there are some appraisers out there that are brand new appraisers that have this is their first assignment that they've ever gone out on on their own, and the reason they're out on it is because the AMC found them and found out how cheap they were, because right. that's all they've got to sell is a cheap fee. They haven't got expertise to sell. Everybody's got to start off yep. somewhere, but would you tell me that, I mean, they don't, that's not a start, that's just a flat out cheap. You know, who's the cheapest? You know, then you get free pay for, you know, people forget that. If you go back to the Zillow thing, <laughs> Fannie and Freddie have something that they call appraisal waivers. They have appraisal waivers, and that is the loan originator sits across the table from you, you're, you're, origin, you're the purchaser, and they look at your, your, your credit score, which is A1, A+, it's 1,000, it's off the charts, and it's great. And you're putting 25% down on the house. They will look at you and say, uh, Mr. Burgess, it's not necessary for you to get an appraisal. And they are so happy to tell you that because they don't want any impediment to them making that loan. Don't forget the loan originator and the real estate agents have skin in the game. They get a commission. They don't have a skin in the game in my game. They don't have skin in the game in your game. We just take skin off that game. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Get right down to it. I mean, we sometimes you might even add value to a house with what they think. Exactly. I don't think we've ever gone right to a house and you know, the value has increased when we were at the house. Because you, know, you always find something. Sure. You know, everything's always a devalue for us, but anyway. It's very funny. They, they've done a real good job of protecting your reports from us most of the time. I don't want to. I've got my opinion on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pat, I appreciate it. Unless you got something else that, you know, 
you think would make me smarter and everybody else here smarter? If you want to, if you want to protect your future financial well-being, get get a five or six hundred dollar appraisal for God's sake. Yeah. Well, Pat. Well, th- oh yeah. Let me ask you this: What's your favorite charity? Boy Scouts of America. Boy Scouts of America. We like to send a small donation to whoever's on these things to the to your favorite charity. That's more than generous. And I had I spent eighteen dollars for. Can of peanuts like this big the other day for the Boy Scouts. Boy yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, that little kid came by there, and he was so cool. His little uniform, and he did his spill. You know, he he nailed it. But I would I would give him one of my cards. We're hiring. I was so proud. I, my I don't son, think you should my... hire a child. Huh? I don't think you should, should hire someone younger child. than eighteen. Yeah. Huh. It's an intern. Child labor law scooter. Intern. No, no. Even interns really shouldn't be younger than eighteen. I mean, at least sixteen with a permit. I won't go. I won't go into a house if there's not an eighteen-year-old. In- yeah, we we. And I ha- and I all the time I get the homeowners that, that get to refinance. Uh, our kids will be there, you know, after three o'clock, and I'll say, well, or either one of them eighteen or or older, and they'll say no, and I'll say, well, I I prefer to wait till you get right. convenient for you to meet me or your wife or right. husband, whatever. Uh, very smart. Well, Mr. Turner, I do appreciate it. My pleasure. We want to thank Pat Turner for coming on our podcast. It's always fun to get a different perspective. Thank you, Pat. That was just amazing to hear a little bit about that, learn a few things that I never knew about the process and who's involved in it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, honestly, I I don't hear much about appraisals ever because I'm so focused on the inspection part of the process. Yes. It, it's really not, it's not part of our, our job to have to know about that or worry about that, but it is very important to know about, especially if you turn out to be a home buyer. That's the point in your life. So. Yeah. No, I know it was great to have someone so experienced and known in the community to come on and just share what he's seen in the market recently and all of that stuff. And of course, talk to Scooter and have a good time. That's right. So thank you, Pat. And hopefully we get to see you on the podcast again sometime. Yeah, we would definitely love to have him back. So thank you guys for watching. And please remember to like, follow and share on social media. Um, And I hope you have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Between the Cracks podcast. 